You're listening to WHIVLP New Orleans 102.3. This is Good Morning Comrade. We have Jeff and Robert and Aaron on the show. What's going on, folks? Hey, friends. How are you? Hey. Just made dinner for my wife. Oh. Oh, you're the dinner maker this is, this in the family? Lies. No, he did not make me dinner tonight. Yes, uh, I did. I made my own dinner tonight. No, you didn't. Okay. Wow. We are, are we, we're still gaslighting. More, more okay. gaslighting happening live on the radio from somebody. Somebody's gaslighting somebody, and I don't know who it is. It's Robert. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is Robert normally makes my dinner because when left to my own devices, I just will not eat um, mm. because that's that's what we're working with here in the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Um, but Having a very I normal actually, time. Yeah, we, I, I did actually make my own sandwich tonight. So you did. You did. <laughs> it was really good. True. But he did offer to make me dinner in his defense. So. Well, there you go. That's what really matters is, is the yeah. offer. Yeah. So anyway. So anyone who's listening, thinking that I'm a trad wife, just know that I refuse to cook oh, or do dishes. Not. You don't need to so. tell me. I will tell you you are not. <laughs> no. I, am. I know I have like a voice that would make you think that I'm a trad wife, oh. but I am pretty much the opposite of that. Jeff, I did a curse, so. Oh, great. Okay, cool. I'll make sure to note that. Appreciate it. Sorry, buddy. How how about we not do that no more? Usually I'm really good at them. I think Uh it's the the Twitch thing that screws me up. Okay. Twitch is a lawless land where anything goes. As long as you don't um, call somebody like a simp or something like that. True. But, um, yeah, uh, she is not a trad wife at all. Not even in the slightest. So I know, Robert, you were talking about uh, stonks again. What's going on with the stonks? Are they going to the moon? Are we going to the moon? We hold Lynn. AMC is up uh, 28% today. All right. So what does that mean? So it could mean, I try not to bore everybody with the stocks. It means the stock is going up. Uh-huh. Uh, GameStop actually had a dip today. Uh, it went it's, it went down and then it kind of rebounded, but not to, it, it closed lower than it opened today. Where um, Here's the thing about AMC. Like it's, it's an actual real stock. Like, it's it's bounding up normally how a stock would go up, um, and it's just a good like COVID relief play. This is not financial advice, mm-hmm. um, but in my opinion, it's just a good like hey, it was COVID, nobody could go to the movies. Now it's theaters are reopening, so now the stock's going back up. Um, people like the stock; they're holding, um, they're holding on to it. Uh, it's going up nicely. Hedge funds hate it. Uh, we're still making hedge funds mad, uh, so. If you want to make a hedge run mad, like hold, hold one of those stocks that they're shorting. That's the best I can tell you. Well, that's the best I can tell you in not financial advice because you should. You, I'm not qualified to do that. You should do whatever you want with your own money, including burning it or spending it on anything you want. Yeah. So this is not the Thursday show where I could say something. Yeah. Not take, so. I told my dad that I was pulling all my money out of my 401k to buy GameStop. 
and he got very concerned, even though I was just joking. But now he's <laughs> texting me because he wants to check my investment portfolio to make sure I'm I'm maximizing my potential profit. So, wow, <laughs> you know, thanks, Dad. I'll send that to you when I remember, which will be sometime soon. <laughs> So that has been your good morning, comrade stock uh, minute. Uh, of course, it's not financial advice, but uh, yeah. So what else is going on? What are y'all keeping in t- uh, keeping up with, with in the news and stuff like that? Y'all been seeing anything so about what's going on? I have a rant prepared about Cuomo. So oh, that's, that's fun. Really All right. So let's this. set this up. Andrew Cuomo is the governor of of uh, New York City. And he's been not <laughs> the doing governor of New York City. Yes. No, of New York State. I beg your pardon. Uh, and he's been doing. He's been going through some things. He's been having a hard time. Are you gonna? Okay, this is important. Are you about to do anti-Italian discrimination in your rant? Because if that's gonna, if that's the truth, if that's what's happening, I'm not gonna stand for it. You know, I love the Italians. I truly do. That's what they all say. But I, I do have to say. There are some aspects of Italian culture that just really don't blend well with the rest of the United States. And I'm just, you know, if that makes me a bigot, then so so be it. (laughs) Go on. No, I love the Italians. I, you know, I feel like they became white around the same time as the Irish did. So, like, they're like comrades. They literally did. Um. And with St. Patrick's Day coming up, I do want everybody to know that um, Aaron does mean Ireland in Irish. And growing up was a nightmare because Aaron go bra means Ireland forever. But it just sounds like Aaron needs to go buy a bra, which was like a very fun thing for me in middle school. So that's, Mm. you know, um, so that so basically what I'm saying is that I um, I empathize and sympathize with Italians. You know, we, we have been oppressed for too long. Um, but moving on. Uh, yeah, no, we're not, we're not doing any, we're not doing an anti-Italian thing right now. We are doing an anti-Andrew Cuomo. Mm -hmm. We're also doing a little bit of an anti, whatever his brother's name is. Chris Um, Cuomo. Chris Cuomo. Chris Cuomo. Jeff uh, can back me up on this. Like, I think we talked a little bit about this, Aaron, um, in the house is that I, I just actually was like, Jeff, I don't want to talk about Andrew Cuomo because I feel like my brain is so broken and I have nothing but bad takes left mm-hmm. and I know they're bad. So it's like, I really wish we like had Aaron or pretty much any other woman All right. talk about this. So Andrew Cuomo, Andrew Cuomo, just to be clear, has been one in the run up to this. He was sort of caught uh, essentially covering up. Uh, the number of deaths that have been taking place in uh, nursing homes uh, in New York, in the city of New, in the state of New York, rather, uh, which is a direct result of him cutting uh, public funds to hospitals, uh, which meant that people had more people had to go to nursing homes. And when COVID hit, people who that would normally be in hospitals ended up going to those nursing homes, and there was just these huge rashes of of deaths, and there were cover ups of the uh, the numbers of death. That's one thing, and then. Uh, I think it, what it's about six or seven women now have stepped forward uh, accusing Andrew Cuomo of sexual harassment and assault. Uh, so, yes. Aaron, what do you think yeah. of this? So, I mean, 
I have, I have a lot of feelings. I have a lot of feelings about this situation. First of all, when I first read about the sexual harassment allegations, I honestly thought that that was like a well-known thing. And I don't know if that's just me being mm-hmm. a little stereotypical about gruff men in power, but I just like, I was like, yeah, of course he's sexually harassed someone. Like, mm-hmm. what do you, Look what do you mean? He, like, yeah. Have you, have you heard him talk? Like, of course he has, which is, you know, maybe not the best take, but, um, I, you know, I, I don't, a while ago we talked about Biden and just how wildly triggering I found the whole Biden, um, sexual assault, uh, accusation to be just not like because of the accusation itself, mm-hmm. but because of how Democrats reacted to it. And I am having the exact, it's like deja vu mm-hmm. with this Cuomo situation. I am I'm like losing my mind. Um, it was a rough week work-wise last week, just like, you know, it was. And as like, I guess a little breather, I was like going on Twitter and just picking fights with bleached women with like blue wave emojis in their, <laughs> in their bios, um, just to like release a little stress. Um, but it just, it's so frustrating to hear people who will, you know, wear their proudly wear their pink pee hat all like everywhere mm-hmm. and talk about all the the trump accusers um start really caring about due process all of a sudden and yeah. <laughs> you know we really got to hear him out and uh. well you know i i just don't understand when it became a problem for someone to compliment the way you look or okay so we kissed your hand like did you die Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay. Well, that right, reminds everybody. me. Love, love the takes. That reminds me of like one particular celeb uh, who who comes to mind for this, which was Mil- Alyssa Milano, right? She was oh, the we, one. We, we stand Alyssa Milano on this podcast. Do we? Worse. No, 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 we don't. No. We absolutely do not. No. <laughs> she, because she, she was like one of the ones that were like kind of first and foremost, like out of the gate with the like, so, like I support the women that have come forward against like Harvey Weinstein and Me Too and all these other things, which is like, you know, that's a decent position to take, obviously. And it, but then uh, suddenly, when it came around on Biden specifically. Uh, she was like, "Well, we have to let's 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 slow down here and check out all the facts." You know what I mean? And and um, yeah, that's just like one of these kind of like double hypocrisy. It's it's and uh, you know this has been thrown around a lot, and I think it actually is applicable. Like blue maga. <laughs> yeah, it applies absolutely. Mm-hmm. It's yeah, I've just been finding the whole thing very frustrating, and I, it's not frustrating because I feel like you know every man who's accused of sexual assault needs to go to jail or we need to, or that I don't believe in due process or, you know, all of the things that I'm being accused of by wanting Andrew Cuomo to step down. Mm -hmm. Um, It's more that I hate the hypocrisy Mm -hmm. of the Democrats. And and it's just, it's such a frustrating thing for me because it, it, there's just no moral consistency Mm -hmm. and it, it's just, you know, and, and it's also it's it, that's very frustrating. But then it's also, I think, really, really telling of this a little bit of a generational divide mm-hmm. um, between like second wave feminism and then third wave feminism. And for those who don't know, second wave feminism would be like the burn your bras feminism of the 1960s up until I would say probably around like the late 2010s onward. And and third wave feminism is more of a inclusive um intersectional 
type of feminism. And I think, you know, a lot, and I do give props because a lot of the women in, I mean, obviously second wave feminists, like they, they broke a lot of barriers. They broke a lot of glass ceilings, like a lot of, you know, my success in the workplace couldn't have come without the women who came before me. However, you know, there is this idea that in order to function within kind of the corporate world or the political world or any of these like quote unquote, like boys towns, Mm -hmm. you know, you have to just shake things off and you have to just accept, you know, toxic masculinity in the workplace. And it's like, okay, yeah, no one's going to die because your boss kisses your hand. But like, in what world is that an acceptable thing? Oh yeah. Happen? It's sort of like it establishes and perpetuates like a power dynamic that uh, that's inappropriate for the workplace. It's sort of like like bringing uh, the social inequality and putting it in the sort of situation where uh, like essentially your job is is a part of that and, and wrapped up in that framework. And like uh, again, like that as a initial idea like that 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 shouldn't be the case is is fine but then when you get down to the idea of like it's sort of like the logical conclusion ends up becoming like the Sheryl Sandberg like lady boss sort of outcome right yeah absolutely Mm -hmm. like yeah you just have to tough it out like Mm -hmm. you have to tough out you have to be the toughest number one it's this idea that yes like you you have to accept being treated poorly in your workplace Mm -hmm. and whether that's like because of your gender or any other reason. But then it's also assuming that people in power are going to be bullies, essentially. Mm-hmm. And I don't, you know, I just don't feel comfortable accepting either of those things. And, mm-hmm. I, you know, there's a really, really great, because so with, with Andrew Qu- Y'all still there? Uh, I think Aaron fell into a well. Yeah, Aaron dropped. Great. Um, Aaron, hello? I can keep it. No, um, I'm here. I'm here. I, was, I wasn't I was online shopping this time. I was trying to look up a quote to mm. read to you. So I'm going to try and figure out how to do that without dropping out. But essentially, you know, one of the things that is very frustrating about this situation is that, yes, okay, on their face value, these eight, you know, I believe actually one of the um, – the most recent accusations was that that um, a woman was groped by him in mm-hmm. the workplace. But a lot of the other accusations are a little bit more minor mm-hmm. in that they're, oh, he made a comment that made me feel uncomfortable or, oh, like he did kiss my hand or something. Right. To that. It's like, yeah, nothing that you would go to jail for. But um, it also shouldn't but, happen, obviously, right? But it definitely shouldn't happen. Um, and there was this really great article, which is where I was trying to find the quote from um, in New York Mag. I believe mm-hmm. it was late last week and it was essentially on how andrew cuomo's entire basically entire administration was just toxic and cruel and and bullying Mm -hmm. and the way that manifested a lot of the times towards young women women was that sexual harassment Mm -hmm. and but it was you know women were specifically hired not because of their skill set or their you know, their experience, they were hired because Andrew Cuomo liked the way they looked. Mm. Um, I, there was a quotes from a, um, a speechwriter who was African-American and she was the only African-American speechwriter on staff. And she was, they had a huge press release when she was hired. And they, of course, she was, you know, in the background when Andrew Cuomo had his press conferences, but she's quoted in this, this article saying that they never used any of her speeches. They never used one of her speeches. And so she was, it was very clear to her why she was hired and Mm -hmm. it was not her skill set, and it was not, you know, anything that she brought to the table other than identity. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there was lots of quotes from a lot of different people. And I just think this is such an interesting conversation and a really important conversation. 
um, to have because it does, yes, the sexual harassment is part of it. But when you have that kind of low level, if you call it that sexual harassment, it usually means that there's like, there's dysfunction on another level there. Mm -hmm. Um, And I really wish that we could look at it all and like together, as opposed to just taking these individual accusations, which again, are not like that serious. They are not the same as, you know, Tara Reid accusing Joe Biden of penetrating her in the hallway against her will. Mm-hmm. Um, this is not what this is. These are not those kind of accusations, but I do think they're worth talking about. And I do think it's infuriating that we uh, so many people who claim to be feminists and who claim to be on the side of women are um, dismissing them. Well, I mean, here's the thing to play devil's advocate. And I think the thing that they want to, they don't want to say, which which is how they feel is that they feel like, well, if we just go after these guys, the Republicans have no rules. They have no boundaries. They'll, they'll let anything slide a Roy Moore. Um, it doesn't matter. A Donald Trump, they'll let anything go. So if we don't, you know, at least somewhat do the same on the, the Democrat side, the centrist side, then, um, they'll just get, you know, we're just, it's a losing game because we'll keep canceling people and then they'll keep replacing them with Republicans. And that is honestly like as cynical as I am. That's why I was like avoiding talking about this, that on its face, that's a really compelling argument until I think about how this is like the only thing where like the Democrats and centrists want to like, this is one of the few things where they want to like plant their flag and like make a line in the sand and be like, no, we must defend Joe Biden. No, we must defend Cuomo, which in every other thing, they're like, well, you're just a child and don't, and don't know how government works. And that's why we have to capitulate to the Republican party day in and day out and, and compromise with them, even though they'll never compromise with us. So it's, hmm. it's, it's not a good argument once you start like actually thinking about the way Democrats govern. Yeah, that, and then also when you're thinking about the Andrew Cuomo situation in general, it makes zero sense. He was not that good at governing. Exactly. You know, you know, he talked a really big COVID game, but New York had some of the worst numbers, if not the worst numbers, in the country. He did not do a good job with COVID. You know, even outside of the nursing home deaths, um, a lot of the progressive policies that he championed and that he ran on and that everyone kind of credits to his name he was the one who specifically stalled on a lot of them they could have been done a lot earlier he was the king of you know figuring out when when it was going to be politically advantageous for him to do something and he would not do it a day sooner i mean i don't know if y'all remember a few what was that like a couple years ago they had hired some really really world-renowned public transit expert genius person and he quit because to to revitalize the MTA, which, Mm -hmm. you know, for anybody who is unaware, the MTA is the public transit system in New York and it is literally falling apart. You know, it's, it's not functional. It's, it's New Yorkers are very upset about it. Um, and it's for such a huge city, it's unacceptable to just not have a functional. It's it's uh, so wild because it's not, it's to me, it's even more than that because it's like the state of the empire, because if, if the, the sewers in Rome don't work, then how is the sewers in the rest of the empire doesn't work? If, if the, the subway in, in New York is not working correctly, we, we got some problems, folks. Like, that is like the canary in the coal mine. Like, mm-hmm. Well, yeah. So, yeah. So, it, there, it's a huge problem. And they had, you know, 
touted how amazing this fix was going to be. And the guy quit after, I want to say, like, less than a year because he was like, I can't work. I can't work under Cuomo. Like, he is actively sabotaging my ability to do my job. And that really didn't get a ton of press, but it was important. And so the MTA to this day is still terrible. And so it's just it's such a frustrating thing because I don't understand why Andrew Cuomo has gotten it's because it, he's he's like the Democrats version of Trump. Like he is brash and he's brusque and he's you know not afraid to to break a few eggs trying to get what he wants. But at but got a rich dad, asking, a rich, famous dad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, you know, he he had the try not to curse the GD nerve to get on a, on a press conference the other day and say that he was a, the, the reason he was being targeted is because he's a political outsider and people don't <laughs> like that. And I was like, I'm sorry. Does your brother not work for as a, not a political commentator for CNN? Was your, was your dad, dad not, not Mario all... Cuomo? Yeah. Like, okay. All right. I just, yeah, I'm getting real heated, but, um, the guys like Fredo and I'm sorry, Aaron, to nerd out, but even Aaron knows like, cause I've tortured her with these things. The guy at best is like Fredo Corleone. Like he's, he's inherited, like he's a, he's a low level mafia boss. It's like inherited this, this empire that he can't keep running. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He is garbage. And it's just, it's like, when we go back to this blue MAGA, like how many, how many people have, you know, made fun of QAnon and made fun of the people who have these like insane government conspiracy theories. Like I have for sure. But then you read, you know, that stupid, that um, Brooklyn dad defiant who it turns out is a, a paid democratic operative. <laughs> oh, we're, let's get into that time. in a little bit. Um, he tweeted how it was suspicious that these, these uh, accusations were coming out now that, um, you know, it's going, it might be the new New York state, um, who, the New York state who like prosecutes Trump mm-hmm. as if, if Cuomo was to step down, there would be a, somehow a Republican coming in. I'm like, no, the, you know, whatever the, the, um, what are they called? Vice presidents in states. I'm an idiot. Lieutenant, um, governors. Lieutenant governors. Lieutenant governor. Yeah. The Lieutenant governor is a Democrat. Like when was the last time New York had a, <laughs> like a Republican governor? It's like extremely frustrating. The whole thing has just been like, I, I had to take a step back. So I was like, is this healthy for me to be like engaging with? And the answer was definitely no. Um, <laughs> but the, so what, the quote I was trying to find before when I dropped out, I, I have it here. Um, and I really want to read it because, mm-hmm. again, I do think the narrative around this is not ideal. And a lot because, just simply because the accusations are not the most serious. They, they are not they don't rise to a Weinstein level. They don't rise to a Trump level. Um, but they really do speak to a much deeper, darker dysfunction um, in the Cuomo administration in general. And this is from that New York, excuse me, that New York Mag article from um, a few days ago. Um, Cuomo's treatment of some of the young women who worked for and around him demonstrated a kind of diminishment and tokenization that may take a sexualized form and may involve object- objectification and flirtation, but which didn't always entail explicitly sexualized contact or connection. In fact, Cuomo may be a textbook example of how sexual harassment, like sexual assault, isn't about sex at all. It's about power. In Cuomo's case, it was one manifestation of his obsession with performing dominance, emphasizing the gulf of authority between the governor and those around him, making himself feel big and conveying to others that they were small. Like, I think that's such a telling quote, and that's so true. And it's 
that's the kind of thing we need to be thinking about when we're we're talking about these men in power. Because I do understand if, you know, you, you are not somebody who gives a lot of thought to like power dynamics in, in these kinds of situations, you know, it might seem silly that that people are calling for a governor to to step down from his job because he he told a woman she looked nice in her dress or he um you know kissed someone on the hand like that it does seem silly but but when you look at it at through that lens of power and domination and bullying and what does he actually think about the people who work for him um and how does that translate into what does he think about his constituents what does he think about progressive ideals what does he think about people in new york what, what does he think about people in upstate new well, york we know he definitely has contempt for progressive ideals because he's moved heaven and earth to uh to not be held accountable to anything progressive he was he was part of a uh part of constructing an entire sort of centrist caucus of the new york state democratic party that would essentially prevent him from having to do anything that would would help anybody it would it would, it would essentially allow him to govern as a conservative specifically yeah, and you know he was talking such a big game about um, all of his COVID assistance while he was he wrote a book about it. Medicaid. He wrote a book and about it. It's it's just it's so deeply frustrating, and it's it's you know it kind of just shows the just how far uphill the battle is for to to get progressive ideals into the mainstream. Because uh-huh. if you just have someone who talks a big talk and basically we'll just steamroller everyone around him like people think that he's a progressive like go on twitter right now and you're gonna have a bunch of blue maga people who and like who knows how representative of the act like the electorate they actually are but who will who will say like oh cuomo is a progressive why are you going after progressives how can you say that you have progressive ideals and then go after one of our biggest progressive champions and it's like he's not one of our biggest progressive champions he never has been he never will be um it's yeah it's it's a little disheartening I'm gonna. I'm, I'm not gonna lie about it. <laughs> you are listening to WHIVLP New Orleans 102.3. This is Good Morning Comrade. We have Jeff, Robert, and Aaron on the show. We're talking about uh, Andrew Cuomo and his uh, really horrible behavior uh, in multiple ways as governor. Um, yeah, the, 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 the he's sort of like is kind of like a part of this you know, machine that exists, I guess, in New York. And he's, and, and plus his, his home, like individual behavior is uh, absolutely unacceptable. But like one of the things that's kind of come out in this whole thing has been essentially most of the, um, specifically like the congressional people, like the both of the senators, uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, uh, and most of the other uh, House of Representatives, uh, U.S. Congress representatives, have basically said it's time for for Cuomo to step down. So the writing is kind of like on the wall in that sense. Oh yeah. But when it came to like when when I asked about this, Joe Biden um, kind of is in an awkward position uh, because of oh, what is it we because mentioned. He raped an aide. <laughs> yeah, that is that, is that and, why? Is that weird for him? And his response when he when he was asked about this was essentially like, "Oh, um, we should wait until the we should wait until the um, uh, until the investigation comes back because there's going to be a, an investigation into this, of course." And yeah, uh, they started impeachment proceedings against him, both for the sexual harassment and also for the nursing home stuff. Mm-hmm. But you know, like 
generally Chuck Schumer has called for his resignation, which you which you know means that there is more uh, there's more going to come out. Like you know, this is the tip of the iceberg. If, if Chuck Schumer came out, Chuck Schumer. Honestly, I kind of I love like I love a spicy Chuck Schumer. Did you? Did you? See I'm like kind of here thing? for a spicy Chuck. I mean, I don't I don't expect him to stick to it. Did you see the whole thing where he's like, "We don't need Republicans for anything. Like, we'd like to have them work with us, but um, we have fifty plus one, so uh, we really don't need them." And I was so like, basically, suck it. Can I just? <laughs> I'm like, did he just? Does he a listener to Good Morning Palmer? Because Me, oh Chuck, come on, come on the show. Holy God, we we love to have you. We love we love spicy Chuck. Like that Robert Johnson, he might be an idiot, but he makes a lot of sense. We do have the votes. He's, I've done the math. He's, we we actually have the votes. He's trying to we edge out that. Uh, he's trying to edge out that 2021 Sam Seeger Sam Cedar uh, primary challenge. I know. I, I am not comfortable with the level of narcissism to say that Chuck Schumer has started finally standing up to the Republicans because he listened to our um. I am. Public access radio show. I'm like We're not public access. Okay, low, low, low we frequency. Are sorry. Community radio. That is. Excuse me. Excuse different. me. We are broadcasters. <laughs> wow. We are well, Chuck, if you're listening, come on the show. We got a lot more stuff we can tell you what to do too. Yeah, it's exactly. not just. No, that. I have a lot of. I have a lot of feelings about a lot of things, Chuck. So I, well, I did want to um, uh, bring up a different angle to this because yeah. um, in the um, in the over the weekend, I think it was on Friday, actually, right before the weekend, uh, Cuomo did a press conference uh, where he essentially blamed cancel culture That's for um, for essentially like the attacks that are coming on him based on his behavior. And I mean, it. Cancel culture is something that has been used by, like, the language of cancel culture is something that was literally the entire theme of the CPAC. This is the Conservative Political Action Conference that just happened a couple of weeks ago, and now we have like a you know high-profile Democrat from a from a blue state using the exact same language to uh, essentially try and protect himself. Uh, that's a little bit kind of ironic, don't you think? wild it's mm -hmm. um it's goofy like it's just like it, but it's not though when you think about it because what are the democrats like i hate it's like a meme you know the, jesse ventura the republic public cats and the uh, republic crips and the demo bloods mm -hmm. or whatever he would say you know that they really do come out of the same playbook they take the same donor money like why wouldn't they use the same language why would new speak language why wouldn't they have the same bad takes mm -hmm. i mean it's 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 weird but it's not at the same time mm -hmm. like you know my man watches fox news too you know his brother's on <laughs> cnn why would he adopt some of that language it seemed to work seems to work well for them yeah my like five head like super mega big brain take mm -hmm. away from this is that Cuomo is going to try and run for president in 2024 oh, as a Republican. Yeah. <laughs> that's and the take. Like some kind of weird unity party. Like that, that, that's the hot take. He's running as a Republican in 2024. I could see it be like, we're, we're going to bring sanity back to the party. I, I, <laughs> I don't think that, but I could, it's not like the craziest thing ever. I mean, if, if nothing else, it's funny. haha. -ha, I think. But yeah, he's um, he sucks. Mm -hmm. I don't know how to put it and say it in so many words. But yeah, if those were our Democrats, we don't need them. 
Like, mm-hmm. you know, at what point, like with guys like him and like guys like Joe Manchin or Kristen Cinema, and it's like, well, you'd be like, well, we can't, we got to support them because the Republican will take their seat. At what point do we say, who cares? Yeah. Like, you know, uh, a bad, a, a bad, let a, a bad senator, a bad governor. Mm-hmm. You know, it's going to be the same next to the, whether they have a D or an R by their name. Does it really matter? Like, the whole point of having, you know, of, of having people who are supposedly supposedly supposed to be on our side in positions of power and governance is that they're supposed to be on our side. So if they're proving like they're not. Who cares if a Republican mm-hmm. takes their seat? I don't. I mean, yeah, and I don't know. There's sort of like a, like our side kind of question of it of it all too. Mm-hmm. I mean, they, they like like Democrats definitely like aren't like a party that represent the working class by any stretch. They, but they, also, they want you to believe that. Uh huh. They want you to believe that. Yeah, they sure want you that. to believe it. They never behave as though that's the case because that's not what they are. Uh, I just find it sort of like you know kind of funny and interesting that like because i mean here's the thing that kind of constantly is the uh the thing that democrats specifically rely on is that they know that republicans are just like literal demons right they know this and they just basically say well what are you gonna do side with the demons we can be as terrible as you want it doesn't matter you're stuck with us so shut up and do what we tell you, we're going to be awful and horrible and like shoot down the $15 minimum wage. And we're going to do, we're going to um, make sure that you get $1,400 and not $2,000. And, and uh, we're going to cut, you know, we're going to cut the uh, unemployment insurance by a hundred, just, just a hundred dollars, just to prove that we can, and we'll still like in the, do this in a way that we're like only negotiating with ourselves. Still get zero Republican votes because I mean that's not really what it's about, is it? And you know that's a wrap. Too bad. Sad sad day for you. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of like what's that what's that song that like ninety? I can do bad. I can do bad by myself. Like it's like a bad relationship. <laughs> just, we're Very just abusive. Into, you know. It's like at some point we can just we can do bad all by ourselves. Like you mm-hmm. don't, I don't, I don't need a, I don't need a Kristen Cinema skipping down the aisle where she denies poor people relief. Like I don't need that. I don't need that from my quote unquote party that I vote for like on a party line because there's nothing better. And before you at me, don't at me about no Green Party, please don't. Um, because your girl Kristen Cinema was a part of the Green Party, and that's the that's probably the most highest profile Green Party member y'all have produced. And she was Green Party. Out. I didn't know that. That's hilarious. Yeah, yeah, she, she was, was Green Party like when she was younger. I'm back, everybody. I, I, I Welcome back. Back, gone for a minute. Now I'm back with a jump off. Um, we were no, talking a little bit about but, cancel I mean, culture when you left. About what? How? So one of the things about Cuomo, and I wanted to get your sort of take on this. Uh, one of the things that Cuomo talked about in a press conference on Friday was that he wouldn't let cancel culture essentially like come for him when he, when uh, which is like really really kind of interesting because yeah. I mean the Republicans just did an entire CPAC 
uh, that the entire theme of it was cancel culture. Like we're just against cancel culture. And now you have a high profile Democrat talking about how him assaulting women and people like trying to hold him accountable for that is cancel culture. So you, you have the same exact message coming from both of these two, both of these sides. It's almost as if powerful men getting criticized don't enjoy it. That's so mm-hmm. funny and interesting that that would be on both parties. Mm-hmm. What a what a world. What a what world. A world. I, I, yeah, I saw a quote today. It was basically like, yeah, when you're talking about like cancel culture, just remember McCarthyism mm-hmm. and like people getting actually canceled. And yeah. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, because honestly, people have been talking like a lot of the conversation with Cuomo. Um, people have been bringing up Al Franken mm-hmm. and how Al Franken was canceled as if Al Franken didn't resign before there was a congressional investigation. So like, right. made the choice to voluntarily leave um, his political office. And also this idea that like and people keep talking about due process as if like we couldn't just I, I can choose not to vote for a politician because I don't like the color of their ties. Mm-hmm. Like there is no such thing as due process when it comes to politics. Nobody mm-hmm. is entitled to be a politician. Nobody is entitled to be your elected representative. Okay, everybody, I just want to throw that out there. You can just get bad vibes from somebody. You cannot like that they are a Gemini. Okay, and you could choose not to vote for them for that reason. And That's, you don't have in to fact, I would never vote anybody. for it. I would never vote for a Gemini. I am a Gemini myself, and like, yes, don't th- vote for me. I would never or vote anybody for you. else. We are nightmares. Okay, you know, two sided. It's not a good. It's not a good situation. Um, <laughs> but no. So what I'm basically like that. Just no. Andrew Cuomo does not deserve due process to be the governor. Okay. Yes, if he was to be impeached, he would deserve due process in that that well, arena. In, in if an he impeachment, was to be criminally in- charged, which he is being criminally charged for one of these instances, he does deserve due process in that. Yeah, yeah. And you know what the due process mm-hmm. is? The entirety of the impeachment proceedings. That's what the due process is. Yep. <laughs> like, like, that's really funny that like you would say that, like, that, that there's no due process when there's literally a process by which you would remove this person. Yeah. But, yeah, it's just, it's like, I, yeah, it is driving me a little nuts. Mm-hmm. I will tell you. I will. And then, yeah, and Robert's bringing up Kristen Cinema because he really wants to try my patience today. Go, so, go, just really... let's go, let's go. Yeah, but, but talk you about know, you can't... talk about my bisexual queen. Oh my god! Oof, oh my god! Queen. She has truly, she has truly done the the um, wealthy white woman march yeah. <laughs> to, to centrism. Because she, she started because like, she started as like a planet. dumpster diving anarchist type, right? Yeah, she was like very much a anti-war, um, protested pretty. Oh, Gemini's are sexy AF. Thank you, Antifa. <laughs> um, thank you. You know what? What is Kristen Cinema? Let's. Oh, Antifa's in here. I love her. Yeah, we love Antifa. Cool. Yeah, I just that was. That is Kristen Cinema, but yeah, I mean, as a white woman who like constantly worries that I'm going to sell out. Um, which I don't actually have to worry about because I didn't end up marrying anyone in the oil industry. Um, so shout out to you, Robert. Because um, yeah, that's usually what happens is like you start off as like an activist and then you get swept off your feet by like a Wall Street banker and or oil exec and or somebody who like runs a sweatshop. And then you like are like, well, you know, I still have progressive values, but, you know, there's like a central there's like a middle ground, everybody. Mm-hmm. 
It's like, you know, not not all oil execs, okay? Um, yeah, no, I, I'm in, like, I'm in um, my feelings. You can be like our bay and get um, uh, from the view and just get um, negged in the marriage. Because he negged me so truly well. sad. Freaking uh, your girl. I can't even think of her name right now. I'm sorry. I'm tired. Uh, Megan McCain. Thank you. I get, all right. Yeah. So one of the things I want to, so before we talk about Megan McCain, uh, before we talk about Megan McCain, Kirsten Cinema is a cancer, just so that you want to know. Yeah, Robert's a cancer too. Oh, why? She is? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think she'd be like a Gemini or something. No, because she was born July 12th. Um, okay. Geminis are June babies, so. <laughs> <laughs> Antifa coming through with Trump as a Gemini. Oh no! Oh that, no! That no! 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 Feels no! Feels right. <laughs> I'm telling you. Okay, like hashtag not all Geminis. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> some of us. Some of us. Are I'm really just good. saying that you're not in very good company right now, uh, Aaron. Okay, Angelina Jolie is also a Gemini, and she was born on my birthday, and there she's a humanitarian, so we're doing great. You're doing great. But Megan McCain. So uh, I don't know about you. I will say this. See, she had an epic rant. This is probably old news, but like a couple of weeks ago, she had an epic rant about uh, how she, Megan McCain, host of The View, didn't know when she was going to get her vaccination, which is just so funny to me. And I don't know. Uh, I mean, it was extra funny because I was like, girl, you know, your BMI is high enough to get that <laughs> thing. And that is not said in a shady way because my BMI oh. is high enough, too. But the fact that the fact that like everybody on Twitter was like, oh, I can get the I'm like, you know, I'm in I have a, a what a pre I almost said preconceived notion. I am pre-existing I condition. pre-existing condition. And she was acting like she didn't have it. Like we can't all see her on the view. Like, mm-hmm. oh my! Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, y'all. That this is That's that, so that petty. <laughs> I say awesome. this as someone who probably has the same BMI as Megan McCain. Just like throwing that out there, I was her for Halloween, and when I look really sour all the time, we look exactly the same. So, <laughs> like that is, I'm just putting that out there. Erin, really quickly for the audience, can you please say my father? My father. <laughs> Oh, no, like part of the reason she triggers me so much is like, you know, in an alternate timeline, I am Megan McCain. Mm-hmm. So I just like she makes me she's like she's my cautionary tale. Yeah, her and Kristen Cinema, honestly, I just like I get very triggered by blonde white women with bad political views. Like, like, it's just not it's not good. We need to do better blonde ladies. That's wild. Yeah, I, I, I honestly like being married to you. I see that hundred percent. Like, yeah, you could be that person. Like, that's how I always say. If I came out of the, a, a different, like a a wealthy vagina, I would be. Um, I I would just be Elon Musk, and that's why. No, I'd be Dave Portnoy. I'd oh no, trashed. I'd be trashed at like eight a.m. eating pizza. Well, this is the best pizza on South Beach. I'd be that guy, without a doubt. Yeah. So I have. Like, I, I feel I, that. I, I have feels. I know how. You, I know what you're saying. It's a thing. It's a. It's just a thing. Like our experiences truly make us who we are. 
Yeah, well, I truly just made a choice going off on second wave feminism for the first half of this show and then, like, straight up <laughs> being mean to Megan McCain. Yeah, so cool. I Okay, I cancel myself, y'all. I'm sorry. <laughs> this is what cancel no, culture has brought us. absolutely do not rock. I feel magic. No, no. <laughs> please, I, I've never said the words white girl magic, please. Like, oh, my God. It's not been a thing I've ever said. Okay. I really am going to get canceled. God. Chuck <laughs> Schumer, okay? I'm sorry. You still still, still listen to our show. Yeah. You are listening to WHIVLP New Orleans 102.3. This is Good Morning Comrade. Uh, you can get more information at goodmorningcomrade.com. Uh, we brought up brought this up a little bit earlier in the show, and maybe we can finish uh, finish it off. Uh, I have an article about a guy uh, who's known as Brooklyn Dad Defiant. Are you familiar with Brooklyn Dad Defiant? Are y'all? Unfortunately, fam- I'm not up on this, and I am permanently online. Aaron, who's Brooklyn Dad Defiant? Brooklyn Dad Defiant has been one of those hashtag resist Twitter accounts that um, just had the most boring or stupid takes sometimes at the same time on basically every like they they were most recently kind of on the news or whatever because after the um the uh was it the golden globes or was it the emmys i don't know one of one of the shows oh it was saturday night live i'm like losing my mind apparently (laughs) phoebe bridgers broke she she crashed she slammed her guitar on saturday night live in like a rock star peak fit of peak and um he just was very very upset because um that guitar could have gone to an underprivileged child Um, so um so that's what we're working with Mm -hmm. oh my god yeah um he he had a lot of like excuse me sir that is not acceptable Mm -hmm. responses to trump um which like yeah Agreed, but he just managed to make it sound real sanctimonious. Is he kind of like like around like like K Hive like style, or is he like in that circle or anything, or is that like a like a um, different universe of weird? I would say he's K Hive adjacent mm-hmm. in that um, he was very like solid about like he he tweeted a lot about you know that the people who um, didn't like Mira Tandon just couldn't deal with a, a strong woman of color. Like no. that's, that's like his lane is just like, Perfect. it's just, Oh, you gotta love it. Takes that are, just they're either milquetoast or yeah. Extreme slay queen energy, mm-hmm. extreme. Sorry for being a man energy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> well, anyway, he is embroiled. So he's very, very cringe. Uh, and also, Extremely he's very, very paid by the Democratic Party, right? Yeah. Yes. Two things I mean, hand in hand. So here's an article uh, called, it's written by Lydia Wang, and it's called, The Controversy Behind Brooklyn Dead Defiant is Weirder Than You Think. With nearly 900,000 followers, Majin Padalan, I'm sure I spelled that, uh, said that incorrectly, uh, known as M.M. Paladin, Brooklyn Dad Defiant, or just Brooklyn Dad, is one of Twitter's most vocal supporters of Joe Biden. It comes with some confusion, though, as the account prides itself on being a whistleblower and steadfast liberal. But during the past election cycle, Paladin, uh, Padalan, um, 
received backlash from leftists for, among other things, urging Bernie Sanders to drop out of the presidential race, discrediting Tara Reid's sexual allegations—I'm uh, sorry, allegations of sexual assault. Now is facing renewed backlash amid revelations that he accepted tens of thousands of donations from a Democratic PAC. <laughs> yeah, which sounds about right. Also, um, fun fact: he doesn't even live in Brooklyn; he lives in Jersey, <sighs> which is like truly. He just sounds like a sentient hot farm. Yeah, and he wrote one of those children's books, like The Littlest President, which is, you know, the cover About Trump, got him. Yeah. Orange man bad. Um, Yeah, just, it's like, okay, if you could, I mean, obviously there was a lot to criticize Mm -hmm. in the Trump administration, but if you could just pick the dumbest, most like Id Paul, um, most milk toast thing to criticize about the trump administration like the brooklyn dad defiant was all over it he was like oh oh like you're gonna bomb a bunch of hospitals in syria that's cool that's dope but oh you're gonna you're gonna um be mean to our queen kamala harris like that this cannot stand (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> on Tuesday, several tweets began circulating with evidence that Really American, a pro-Biden pack, I love that it's called Really American, incredible, uh, it paid Brooklyn dad nearly $60,000 in 2020. In his bio, it says that he works for the PAC as a, quote, senior advisor. But many users began arguing that major Democratic donors are paying him to espouse certain opinions and theories uh, with his large following. <laughs> Incredible. There are also the inevitable jokes about Brooklyn Dad getting paid uh, to tweet comments uh, on the Biden sex life and strange critiques of Phoebe Bridges' recent SNL performance, which you alluded to. Uh, he w- he was also mocked for likening Dr. Jill Biden to a mommy. What? Did did you know that? Oh, yikes. oh you're I so lucky about that. On the Thursday show. Huh? Yeah. Um, yeah. He also there was a tweet um, where he he made fun of the Trumps for being in different bedrooms and implied that, you know, the Bidens, because they were going to be sharing a bedroom at the white house that, um, you know, you know, I don't, I, I just, it's like, it's upsetting for me to even go further, but, um, it just like it, it, and he was also, I think a big proponent of like Cuomo sexuals, so, oh no! Just like true, true cringe. Oh. So, since Biden took office, Padlin has continued, conti- uh, has continuously tweeted about uh, out of support for the new administration and defended the president from criticism surrounding the rollout of stimulus checked. The fact that he hasn't yet had held a, pre- a solo press conference and more. <laughs> Some some uh, don't think this is at all controversial news. Public figures and influencers are often paid to share certain content on social media, and Brooklyn Dad support, supporters argue that his job with Really American is no different. Quote, I, am I the only one who doesn't give a S about Brooklyn Dad and all the others on both sides of the fence get paid for their opinions, one user wrote? Isn't that the goal of all influencers? I don't know. Man. <laughs> When when you're a paid shill on uh, like like when you're paid to tweet, first off, how do you get paid sixty thousand dollars a year to tweet? I want that gig, like seriously. 
I just, okay, I just want to throw out there that I have a master's degree and I'm licensed by the state of Louisiana to be able to um, diagnose and treat serious mental illness, and I do not make $60,000 a year. <laughs> so I just want to put that out there. Why don't you tweet more? Um, because, yeah, no, it's, I mean, mental health-wise, it's not great <sighs> for me. Yeah. And I also, I don't have as good takes as yeah. my dad, so, How you know? However... Influencers typically disclose when they're getting paid to promote a product or a service. According to his website, Padalan's account was born of a, quote, passion for sharing his thoughts and knowledge and for truth talking whilst rebuking naysayers about the U.S. political climate and its key and corrupt figures. No matter what exactly Brooklyn Dad is uh, being paid to do, critics argue that his lack of transparency calls this aim into question. <laughs> Uh, Antifa says Brooklyn Dead is a show uh, virtue signals to petty bourgeois wine moms in the suburbs. The Democratic Party invests almost all their energy into virtue signaling to the petty bourgeois in the suburbs. Yeah, I mean, that's 100% true. Um, like that, they would do, they do that instead of politics. You know what I mean? Instead of like actually uh, supporting and uh, campaigns and, and, and positions that are popular. Hello, Johnny. The controversy uh, grimmest implicate. Oh, go ahead, Aaron. Oh, I was gonna say Johnny is like really not here for Brooklyn Dad Defiant. No, so. she don't like him. Bit. He heard the name and just went off. Yeah, he doesn't. <laughs> he doesn't love. He doesn't love a paid Democratic shill. <laughs> Who does? <laughs> the controversy's grimmest implication, of course, relates to Brooklyn Dad's most questionable tweets. The, his criticisms of Reed and his since-deleted suggestions that Governor Andrew Cuomo, who has been accused of sexual harassment, might be the victim of a smear campaign. So just to, to, to complete the circle, he's also a Cuomo defender. Also a conspiracy theorist Cuomo defender. Yeah, yeah which is truly the worst to be. Like, can you imagine? Because, like, I, you know, I, I love a good conspiracy theory. Um, like, love. Like, uh, my favorite conspiracy theory at the moment is that Fidel Castro is actually um, Justin Trudeau's real dad. Whoa. That hold is, on a that's second. my favorite thing. Is um, this like a Q thing? It's a good one. No, this, you ever heard this? this is a thing that I actually believe. So, oh, you believe it. Oh, okay. I like, I am like on board with this conspiracy theory. But what I'm saying is like, we should be a little bit more creative with our conspiracy theories. Like, that one's fun. Like people well, had to dig the problem like, is baby Justin out. sucks. Like, like this, this like Cuomo conspiracy theory is like not fun and mm -hmm. also boring. Yeah. Like, yeah. I just yeah, whatever. Get get creative. We need better conspiracy theories. Is, is what you're trying to say, and I agree. That's exactly what I'm trying to say. Yeah. No, I 100% agree. Well, uh, we're winding down in uh, uh, time, but uh, I guess maybe just what are your sort of final thoughts on all of this? uh kind of brooklyn dad slash cuomo sort of thing robert um of course like it's it's funny that every time it's funny that every time uh it seems like the k-hive called every bernie person a um a russian agent a russian shill a shill for the we're actually secret agents of the republican party mm -hmm. But little did they know, or maybe they knew more, that the calls were coming inside the house. <laughs> I mean, they're doing projection. You're a bot farm. You've got this guy. Um, you know, there was 
bot farms for the Hillary campaign. It's like they have to, they're, they know they're not popular, so they have to, they're no different than the Republicans. Like mm-hmm. they have to make fake populism. Mm-hmm. Aaron? Yeah, I guess I just, basically the moral of the story has been that the Democratic Party disproves meritocracy every po- every chance they get. Every single it's day, every step of the way. Deeply upsetting. Because <laughs> like, Lord knows. I'm never going to be a Republican and I'm always going to vote for harm reduction. Yeah. They, they, they rely, they rely on the fact that the Republicans are literal demons so they can be as terrible as they want to be. You know? And I say this as somebody who started the young Democrats at my high school and I'm not proud of this. You're, you're part of the problem. I am literally part of the problem. (laughs) I I am an annoying white woman. Like I am, I've been part of the problem. For sure, like actively trying to try to atone. Yeah. Well, thank you, uh, everybody, for listening. You can listen to Good Morning Comrade every Tuesday on WHIV LP New Orleans. We also are going five days a week hard charging on YouTube, youtube.com slash Good Morning Comrade. No, not slash Good Morning Comrade. Just search Good Morning Comrade. We still have to, get, we have to secure that, uh, that uh, URL. Um, but yeah, good morning, comrade, on YouTube uh, from 8 a.m. Central Time till 9. Uh, I'm usually kind of holding it down, doing some early morning news with my coffee. Um, and yeah, Robert's been holding it down on Twitch. What you playing lately, yeah. Robert? Um, I'm back in the Path of Exile because I just need um, I need more video games that are just like sadistic and like actively make me you know are working against me mm-hmm. i don't really have fun i just want to like punish myself mm-hmm. so hardcore path of exile right now until the diablo 2 i mean diablo 2 remaster comes out mm-hmm. um, that's what i'm doing cool. hardcore, but I want game over. all right well i will see you tomorrow morning on the morning show thanks for listening everybody love you bye-bye